Alright. Alright, so first of all, baby, the taste test of this episode is, so I really, all I wanted was a blonde beer, because I tried Dublin Blonde for the first time the other day, and I absolutely loved it, and I love a good blonde. <laughs> and, <laughs> and but, but like, I could not... This looks like, almost like a, like a fermented orange drink. It does kind it's of, doesn't orangey. it? Well, so it's a tropical IPA, a fruity, full-bodied IPA, because okay. there were no blonde so beers is, in the this supermarket. This is by Hope? I guess, Hope yeah. Hope 7? Hope Edition? I don't know. It's hard to say. These are like weird logos. Hope Edition 7? It's hard to read like what the actual name of the yeah. thing is. There's so much information given an equal measure on the, the actual kind. <laughs> Ooh, it's 6.5, so that's legit. All right, I'm going to give a sniff. Okay. It smells like pineapples. Okay. Which is, a, which is a good start for me. I think, yeah, it's finished with a cocktail of tropical fruit, so there probably are pineapples in here. <laughs> no, baby. Yeah, there is pineapple. There is, no? <laughs> it's an IPA at the end of the day, I guess. See, I, oh, I find no, this no, nice. Oh, no, that's even like, that's even worse than a normal beer. Because it's an IPA. I, I guess. Like, I don't know the difference between... They're, like, like all, super hoppy. All beers taste the same. That, like... That's, like... <laughs> oh, not burned, but, like, cut the back of my throat. Oh, I'm sorry. The back of my tongue, I should say, to oh, be more accurate. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. I was foul. <laughs> sorry, baby. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So that gets... So that's that. <laughs> that, gets, that gets one out of 12 that monkeys. Really? Was it that bad? Yeah. God, I feel like I could find beers that would be even worse. Because I went through Ugh. a phase of drinking IPAs when I was, like, 23, and I'm pretty sure I was just trying to be cool. But, like, that's all you can find. And, like, it was just, like, wall-to-wall IPAs. Like, I was like, oh, they have a nice craft beer section. I'll find a nice blonde beer. No. Wall-to-wall IPAs. Coffee IPA. Vanilla IPA. Well, that's, tropical that, that's, IPA. that's the, the drink of choice for... Hipsters? I don't... Here's my thing. Mm. I hate the term hipster. Mm. And I don't hate it because, like, hipsters are the worst. I mean in the sense of, I think it's overused. Yeah, you're probably and right. I think it's incorrectly used a lot as well. Um, and I think it's a real broad term that folks use when they just don't like young things. Mm. And it's like, but oh, I, th- I feel like I hear a lot of young people using it for like groups of people that aren't quite them. Yeah, it's gotten twisted now. Yeah. I mean, it was meant to be for people who either A, only ironically enjoy something. Yes. You know, like they grow a mustache, like, isn't it so stupid? Like, you know, <laughs> but they love it. Yeah. So there's that weird thing, that yeah. weird part. And then there's also for people who are like, they're... Let's say they they do a lot of things because they hear it's cool. Yeah. You know, so like it's like uh, it's fad and trend jumping and stuff like that. But it's a specific it's a specific kind of fad and and trend jumping. Like I would say a hipster would be like the opposite of a basic bitch or a basic bro. But like it's right. it's like sometimes you get too far away from each other on the line, then that's where the circle meets. You know, well it's, because it's, a it's, basic bro will get on a fad when it's like everywhere. Right. These will be the first people to jump right, onto it. Right, exactly. Whereas a hipster will just, like, get on a fad where it's nowhere. Yeah, like, a hipster had, like, fidget spinners five years ago. <laughs> right, and then we'll have them again, like, in 20 years, maybe. Yeah. yeah, so it's that idea of, like, not genuinely liking something. It's like you're liking something for the fact of posing about it, Because it, it, Because it either makes you, like you said, cutting edge, or, you know... Or just you, cool, You're just like, like oh, everything. isn't it so stupid? Ha, 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 ha. But inside, you're loving every second of it, but you just kind of miss how much you love it um that's the thing yeah but then just now i just see i went to a comedy show once a stand-up show once 
Um, and literally the word hipster was like every like third sentence. And it was just a guy trying to like shit on new things that the younger generation like. Yeah. And it's just like these hipsters on their phone these days. And I'm just like, oh man, like it's just, it's just, it's, it sounds like something my mother would say. Like, you know, it's like, you're off to the disco. Like you go to the discotheque. With your friends, probably having a boogie. Are you are you boogieing on the dance floor? Oh, like that cute, sort of thing. Though. But yeah, but it just it just I don't know. I mean, like here's the thing. I'm at that age. I'm 34 now. Like I'm slowly crawling to that age of you know being kids these days. Yeah, kids these days, and their yeah. their their trends and their iPhones and their apps. Like you know, I don't know what a hashtag is, nor do I want to. Like those sort of yeah. attitudes. Uh, and I guess because of that, I'm I'm particularly sensitive to those sort of assholes because like <laughs> because of like I know I'm going you, to be you you're someday. Afraid. You're re- recognizing yeah. a little bit in yourself. So this is me raging against the dying of the light. I guess a little bit by being annoyed <laughs> by those folks. See, but like I feel like you're you know you're six years older than me, but you're way. I mean, we joke about this all the time. Like you're way more up on the up. Like when it comes to like technology. Well, the fact that you just said up on the up, <laughs> I think is a good sign of that. Yeah. But like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously, like you're way more. I don't know what to what to say now. But you know, you, you're uh, down with the I, cool kids on that kind of thing. I'm I'm home with the downies. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I kind of uh, I guess it's because I've been <coughs> excuse me plying my my wares online for over ten years now. Um, that I've stayed pretty current with like a lot of changing stuff. Whereas you're not really interested in a lot of things online. So why would you keep up with that? Like, Yeah, because I've never, I think you found sort of a community for yourself online. You yeah. found that like many years ago and kept up with a lot of those and even expanded that. Whereas oh yeah, since I've, I was a teenager, really. Yeah, and so I guess I've never really had that experience online. Yeah. Uh, like literally, I was I was just messaging before this podcast my friend JJ Hawkins, who is from Portland, Oregon. I mean, I don't think you can get much further away on this planet yeah. than that. Um, and I've been friends with him for ten years. We we just figured it out this is our tenth year of friendship. Uh, and we'd even known each other for a couple of years before that, but we hadn't interacted much. We just little bits here and there, but not really uh, properly. But we've been like kind of good friends for for the last ten years, and and. You know, we've, we've met each other in person a bunch of times and, and all that kind of stuff. But, like, yeah, I wouldn't have that if not for the internet because I, I met yeah. him on a, a forum through a podcast that I do. Yeah, which is, which is amazing to me because for me, like, forums, you know, when I was a teenager... <laughs> and they're dead was, now. That was for something else entirely, you know? That was for, like... Oh, <laughs> well, no, we're, like, really... What I was were they just, for? I was just talking to Jenny about this the other day because Jenny was telling me about this this other thing that the kids are doing these days that she heard about. Um, the porn. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, really? There's okay. something... No, this is pr- pretty nefarious. Like, I need to put my serious face on now to talk about this. Like, it's called um, E... Well, she was actually not sure about what it was called, but she thought it was called e-whoring, but we were like, maybe we're being old and getting this wrong. Maybe it's right. like cyber-slutting. But no, this is very serious. No, I need to put my serious face on because it's not a good thing. Great not, terms, though. <laughs> it's not good. They're not very serious terms. But so, they're good. no, it's this thing of, ki- like, kids under the age of 18... Yeah taking naked pictures and selling them to pedophiles and being able to make money for this online. Okay, my first real instinct is the wrong in- reaction. What is that. your first instinct? My first reaction is good for them. Oh, like I should have had that too a little bit. And I was kind of like, well, you know, if I had known about this when I was 15, like but in a, in a weird way like it's, it's there's almost a power in that. 
There is, actually. There's there almost is. there's almost like a kind of like, well, if, you know, perverts are going to be perverts, at least it's a safe way of being, like, you know, sexualized by a pervert. And also, if they're getting money for it, they've got control over it. They've got they control, control over that. They have control, that's the thing. Now, it's, that's obviously really fucked up as far as, like, power construct, because that's not a real true power. Right. And also, as well, as that, like, you're sexualizing... Like overtly sexualizing children for money, which yeah. is which is no matter how much the children remain control of that, it's still it's, child prostitution. It's, it's still yes, yeah, so yeah. exactly. Like there's a million things. There's a million things wrong with that, and I can I'm I'm unpacking it with every second of my brain about <laughs> yeah. all the different things that are wrong with it. But my first reaction, I'm sorry which that I said I'm in was, such a silly mood that I couldn't even introduce this, yeah, this topic with a serious I, face. But as I said, like my first reaction was like, good for them, make your money. Um, but so, I was yeah. thinking about like how when I was twelve, and I'm gonna name her. I don't think she listens to this anyway, but my best friend Becky and I, we would go into chat rooms all the time. We would say, like, it was, like, age, sex, location. We would say our name was Stacy. You know, we lived in Florida. We were 19. Because 19 is the hottest age to be, of course. And we would just send pictures of Heidi Klum and, like, talk about how hot we were. <laughs> yeah, you and, like, yeah, we exactly. got all kinds of, yeah, we catfished them. But, like, oh, but, you know, no, we would never go too far with it. We would never keep up a correspondence That's what all night catfish tonight. is saying. <laughs> But wait till that guy shows yeah. up on your, your door. What was his yeah. name? You're going to get a girl's name? Neve. That was a... Neve, yeah. yeah Neve. Neve is going to catch me out for yeah. shit that I did He's in, gonna in 2002. Hi, excuse me. But uh, there's a guy who's remained loyal to you all these years and he won't return his calls. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. And, and we were actually talking a little bit about this earlier about like, because uh, particularly for celebrities, because Natalie Portman said earlier uh, mm. in the week at the Women's March about how she talked about her experience being very overtly sexualized at like 11, 12, and 13. And that is some sick shit. I've never seen that film, but like I, I was aware of the whole like countdown to Natalie Portman's 18th birthday. And so and many like, celebrities got that. Like, yeah. Like, you know, Emma Watson got that. Lindsay like, Lohan, yeah, Hilary Duff, the Olsen twins. They all got it. Yeah. And it's, it's, I remember when I was young and when I was 18, 19, like, not being aware of how disgusting that was. I was like... You were counting down as well. And no, but I wasn't <laughs> counting down as well. I always thought, I always thought at a basic level it seemed silly because, like, what like you're actually going to have right. sex with Natalie Portman right right like, like that's the thing that's been keeping you guys yeah, apart yeah you, like, you've yeah. only just been waiting until she turns 18 right. and then you can hook up with her like <laughs> you know so I thought at that level I thought it was stupid but obviously yeah. you know at an older age I see how, how worse it's gross it is as well as being stupid yeah, yeah. well I was, it was a little bit gross too but now I you know I, I think I can empathize more with its grossness but yeah no it was but we were talking about that earlier today um about kind of how just mind fuckery that that does to to girls but and, and to, mm-hmm. to, to 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 girl celebrities but like even just the average girl mm-hmm. like they try they have to they have to live in this world where their sex is is seen as like their greatest power. Yeah. And so when all teenagers teenagers try and find out what power they have in life because they've gone from being kids and being told what to do their whole life mm-hmm. to starting to feel a little bit more grown up and trying to, to claim control of their lives and kind of contract can, can claim power. Um, and a lot of the time girls just have their sexuality to lean into and we, we actually even spoke once before about a friend of ours who uh, we won't name him um, but if anyone who knows this woman 
now. Uh, he was Santa Claus for Christmas. Yes. He was working as Santa Claus, and it was a teenage girl who pulled this sexual power move. And with he them. didn't even name it as that, but it was no, funny. We and saw it, it, it was funny though because he like brought it up in conversation to a group of us, and it was like nobody quite. I felt like he wanted to disclose he, it, and he, no one quite named it as that. But then no. as soon as we left, we were both kind of like she was like. She yeah. was like, I don't know, trying to seduce him or Well, she, wa- him she wasn't or... trying to seduce him, but she was trying to assert her power over yeah. him through her sexuality. Like a, he's like a 30-year-old guy and she's like a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, and yeah. she basically, like, he was Santa in the seat sitting there and he was kind of like, not complaining, but like, you know, he had a problem or whatever. And she just leaned into his seat <laughs> and went like face to face with him and like made this power move. And, like, he said, like, he felt uncomfortable. Like, he felt, like, you know, weird and awkward. And she Mm -hmm. was kind of, like you said, she was flirting with him, but at a really, like, you know, low-level amount of flirting. But it was, like, it was almost testing him. It was a test, and it was just a power play. And, like, honestly, I can relate. Like, I remember being 15, and, you know, I was always involved in community theater and I remember being uh, surrounded by guys who were you know in their late 20s early 30s and all sorts of odd social interactions that came from that <laughs> all sorts of weird things well, I never would have been that assertive it would have been a different thing for me but it makes perfect sense to me but we were talking about that so we were talking about how that is for women and we, were, we we got onto this conversation actually today because of the what is it called? Is it's it? deep fakes. So okay. I better, I got I mean, I mean, for, for a transition to that. I better okay. explain it fully. So for anyone who doesn't know, there's a new kind of software that's out there, um, like an app or whatever that allows you to face map uh, someone's face onto somebody else, and it's just for digital content. Obviously, not in real life. You can't like you know face map <laughs> someone else. That but. would be fun, baby. Would you face map Natalie Portman's face on my face in real life? No, so that it baby. Could just be- <laughs> no, I would not. Uh, but yeah, so um, so this guy who's on Reddit uh, called Deepfake uh, was not a pioneer, but someone who was had a lot of time and ability to kind of like, you know, develop a, an app for that and stuff yeah. and help people do it. And of course, it gets used for porn. And he right. was he was doing these videos where he would take a porn star and take Daisy Ridley's face, and he would do so by taking lots and lots and lots of different images from different places, yeah. like movies and stuff like that. So that there's all these different angles, and so they can just like you can map that onto someone else's digital face, so that when they turn their head, Daisy Ridley turns her head. And yeah, because like this has has been done in film before, like when actors died. Like yes. I remember in The Sopranos when his mother died. Like there was an episode or two where this was done, and it looked yeah. a little sketch. And they, they did it recently with like um, with when they're trying to not even just actors who are dead now, but uh, if they if they want to show an actor when they're much much younger, right, right, they'll face map the old footage of them onto their current right. face, and so it makes it look like they're younger them. Yeah, uh, they did with Kurt Russell, I think, in the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it's it, and it's we watched. I showed you a couple of those videos. They're mm. very short because it takes a long time to be able to do those sort of things. But I mean, some of them are more convincing than others, but some of them are pretty convincing. Yeah, um, especially the still photos were very convincing. Oh yeah, um, and so uh, yeah, and it's just we were talking about like the ethics 
of that. The ethics of it, like yeah. how the actresses would feel. And yeah. you were kind of like, um, you were kind of like, well, you know, if someone did that about me, I would think it, it was funny. Well, yeah, but I did recognize <laughs> no, that. But I you did were, state no, that, that and would I, be very different from no, women. No, no, and I get that. Like, And I don't know how, how these women will feel, but my guess would be not good. Oh, horrified, I'm like, sure. Uh, my guess would be... Yeah, but it was uh, it was even just the difference of that we we found interesting is because like if if someone showed like because someone in one of the threads uh, on Reddit uh, mentioned how like where's the gay porn why can't I watch like Chris Hemsworth fuck fuck Chris Evans and I'm like yeah why can't you watch that but um, (laughs) at the same time like you know if they showed Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans so you think you think Hemsworth would be the top is that uh, oh of course I mean yeah there's no other way around that. (laughs) Chris Evans is much more in tuned with his feminine side, but um, and that's even that is a problematic joke. <laughs> but uh, how and whoever, um, yeah, if they had shown Hemsworth and Evans a video of them face mapped on a gay porn fucking each yeah. other, I have very little doubt that the two of them would find that hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as I said to you, if someone face mapped me having sex with one of my friends, yeah. I would probably tweet it right. and show everybody. Right. Right. Like, I would find it funny. But at the same time, my relationship with my body and my sexuality is very different than a woman's would yeah. be. Um, and especially because, like, after having listened to Natalie Portman talk about how kind of... Um, it's shaped her life to a large mm. degree. Uh, you know, her being sexualized in Leon and, and in forever since. And how your relationship with the one thing that you're kind of told by society is your power as a Wait, woman. is the film called Leon outside of the US? Uh, yeah, it's called The Professional, I think, in the yeah, US. Yeah, it's called yeah. The Professional. Yeah, I get, yeah. get kind of confused by that because I know the character that's not her is called Leon. Okay, the film yeah. is called... Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, she was only 11 when that was filmed. And I think it was 13 when she when she when when it came out. She mm-hmm. was 13. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it shaped her. And, and, you know, as we were saying before, like when you're a teenager and a girl, just normal girl, your identity is kind of wrapped up with your sexuality. Yeah. How fucking weird that must be when your career even wraps it up and even it is. more. And it's, and so it's that, it's that like juxtaposition, like you were saying about how it's your greatest power and at the same time, like can be your greatest vulnerability because yeah. I'm sure that she would not be happy to see like a face mapped porno of herself. Oh, I'm like, sure. I'm sure that would seem very in- invasive, even yeah. though she has no involvement with yeah. it whatsoever. But at the same time, this is something that I point out a lot and this is, isn't her fault, but it is the truth. Like, yeah. she is where she is because of her sex appeal and there's no getting around that and that this, that the same is true for Emma Watson the same is true for Taylor Swift the same is true for, well, for I- most for most successful women and that's that's what we were talking about too is that it's like can I define sex appeal with you though yeah because I think you use that as a term for just someone being pretty but that's what but I don't think anyone treats Natalie Portman as at least within the industry she's not sold as sexy I mean I know you said that she had like a perfume range or whatever but if you look at like when she was cast at 11 in Leon yeah she wasn't cast because she was a sexy 11 year old she was cast because she was pretty baby that ain't true and I wanted to say that's okay yes because she was pretty but that's where people's minds go okay so I um <laughs> I interned for an, a child's agent and I won't name her 
uh, for a while when I lived in New York. So I, I so she was a child's agent, and she she had obviously she wasn't just one child's agent. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> children. Child's sorry, children's a child's, child's agency. agency. Yeah. It was a big agency, and she was a children's arm of this agency. Okay. And I specifically remember her once like getting a breakdown, and it was for a commercial, and it was like we need a really good looking, like really cool kid, like we need like eleven year old kid, like really good looking, like really cool. And so she got sent a bunch of suggestions from like managers and stuff, and she was angry and she was insane always <laughs> and uh she was like what she was like you sent me this guy you were like you think that this guy he's carly and jewish i want an 11 year old boy that's fuckable send me an 11 year old boy that's oh, fuckable Jesus. that's the industry Ugh. yeah i mean and Ugh. that's that is why she's cast like that's like uh, yeah yeah and being pretty too but that all that's all that's all part of it. That's all part of the package you're selling. Like, that's the point of being pretty. It's, it's usually that's the point of being pretty. I guess I just I've, I guess I've always just distinguished the two of them because I mean we've we've joked before about like am I pretty? Am I sexy? Am I hot? Or, what category would you put yeah, me in? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, we've joked about those sort of things, and it, and I do feel like it's kind of true. Like I mean, I as I said to you, like I've always been put in the cute category. I wouldn't say I've ever been put in the sexy category outside of your brain. Um, oh, I don't think that's true at all. And I think. You, and you said yourself, you've usually been put in the sexy category. When I was younger, now... <laughs> You're still sexy, baby. Oh, thank you. Um, but it's like, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I think there is a difference between them and I think people react differently to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess like the likes of like, you know, um, Scarlett Johansson has always been the sexy, sexy. one. Yeah. Whereas she's, she, she wouldn't be cast in similar roles than Natalie Portman would. I feel like they would be kind of like, they would be thought of as very different Yeah, so when looks. I, yeah, so when I say sex appeal, I guess... Yeah, I see what you mean. I guess I'm using more of sex appeal as like an overarching term for like beauty appeal, I yeah. guess. But I, attractiveness. But, I, but attractiveness. But you can't really divorce that from sexuality, can you? I don't know. I don't know. I think to a certain extent. I mean, like, like you no know. one because like okay, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but like so she's been in a lot of movies where she's just the female lead, and like you need like sex appeal to be the female lead. Like they hardly ever cast a female lead who's not traditionally attract. Like, and that is. Sex I just, appeal. I just, I, I guess I don't know why I'm nitpicking about this. Yeah. But I guess it's just, it's just, it's always weird to me to be to hear. Natalie Portman referred to as sexy because like uh, I can never think of a, a, a film that she's done where anyone's even or I've I guess maybe it's just me I've never seen her as having sexual chemistry with anybody because it's never seemed like she was going to have sex with anybody <laughs> like even in Black Swan like her sex scene with Mila Kunis which turned out to be a masturbation scene right like even that seemed a little bit forced yeah what about Closer I haven't actually watched Closer. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Because I remember, like, when Closer came out when I was in high school, and I remember people a lot. Because that's the thing. Like, people, like, even though, because she's so beautiful, that even without being, like, sexy, she still has sex appeal. Like, she doesn't have to do that for everyone to want to fuck her. But they still want to fuck her. And that's part of why she's so sellable. Like you had, like the first night we met, you mentioned that you like had a crush on her. Right, but you like, if I'm honest, yeah, I've never imagined having sex with her. Okay, because I can't imagine it. In a weird way, she's like a porcelain doll. Yeah, on a shelf. We're ha- we're, we're spending so much of this podcast just to, <laughs> just just dissecting how Natalie Portman looks. Well, it's a huge issue for me. <laughs> 
but it, I guess is I guess again is it's that weird because and and maybe I I wondered if that's part of her whole thing about you know she says she struggled with you know she's shied away from being seen as a sexual yeah, being because yeah. of her experience in Leon yeah and I'm wondering if that's why I get that impression of her that she doesn't seem like. Yeah, like, that makes a lot know, of sense. She doesn't even seem like someone who would have sex. Yeah. Like, she seems like an asexual creature in right. my brain. And, and that's so fucked up, and that's one of the things I was thinking about when, when we were talking about this today, is that, like, with a man, like, his sexuality can be, like, a thing apart. Like, so many male stars are also, like, they very turn sexy and, and, and gorgeous, and they can turn it on and off, and it doesn't matter. But, like, yeah. I remember this this interview with, and I think Scarlett Johansson is talented. Like, I like ScarJo. Like, I'm a fan. Okay. And there was an, I think she's a very good actress. And there was, like, an interview with her and one of her male co-stars from, I don't know, what is it, Justice League, Warrior People, you know, like. Avengers, Right, sure. okay. <laughs> so, She's just shot on half my DVD collection, but all right. <laughs> and, like, the guy who she was with, and I don't remember who it was, but it was one of those guys. It was an attractive guy. It was just getting yeah. asked, like, actual, like, human questions. Yeah, yeah And they're I've just like, and well. to her, it's like, can you, like, and she, like, shot them down, but it was like, can, like, do you wear underwear, like, with them? Yeah, like, do you underwear with your, your skin like, tight leather outfit? Like, and, like, what's your diet plan? Yeah, like, I believe it was Sebastian Stan who was in that okay. interview with her, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and, like, that's a hot guy. Like, ask him about his fucking underwear i honestly i i think i saw someone do that once where they were just kind of like i th- i think they treated robert downey jr that way and I like it's like a sex object yeah there were there was an interview i think it was rob i think if i remember correctly it's robert downey jr and what's that girl who went to your college who was in the avengers movies oh elizabeth olsen elizabeth Lizzie olsen yeah i think it was those two and i think they did the thing where they just like they asked him what he was wearing <laughs> okay and like you know what was his diet regime yeah and, and they asked her like the serious question yeah oh no no it wasn't robert downey jr it was um the guy who plays Hulk, uh, he looks like he's got Down syndrome. Um, he was in the post. He's not the post. The the the. Oh, everyone's screaming at me. Edward Norton. No. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Yeah. They do a Ruffalo. And Ruffalo's a pretty enlightened guy. I mean, he's a guy who campaigns a lot for good political causes. Yeah. And he. Oh, but he got his panties in a bunch on the city. He got. A little bit, yeah. yeah, just a little bit. He didn't react too much, but like you could tell he was getting annoyed by it a little bit. And uh, yeah, he played along, yeah, but you could kind of see he wasn't enjoying himself. Like he, yeah. So I, I did find that interesting, and I, and I would, if if I was ever a journalist, I think I would spend maybe a year just doing that. just doing that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm documenting it, and like you know, really, you get a great book or a documentary out of it, even just doing that and people's reactions and how your career would like go. Mm. Like, would you start getting black balls yeah. for doing that sort of shit? Because, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty horrendous. I, I, I don't know if it was the same interview, but uh, I think it was Scarlett Johansson again who was treated that way on a press lineup and they just asked her like what her dietary regime was. And she was like, why can't I get asked about my character? Yeah, or, I think you know, I remember that yeah. too. So, so good for her for like answering these questions that way. Like, yeah, you're seeing more and more people do it, which is great. Yeah, you know, and the more people that do it, the more you'll see other people kind of get the confidence to do it as well, and then hopefully more fucking journalists that will learn. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not just in movies either. I mean, like, comic books has that problem too, where there's a lot of like, you know, what's it like being a woman in comics is a question that gets asked a lot. 
Uh, I think I did once ask a guy what's it like to be a dude in comics. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah. Cause it's what's just, it like to be a white guy in comics? Yeah. yeah. Baby, it's, what is it like? It's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's funny because I understand where their thinking comes from. I understand why they're asking that stupid yes, question. Yes, that doesn't necessarily... Like, that, I don't think, but it, it, comes from the worst place. Like, but, it, but they don't realize how terrible a question it is to try and answer. Yeah. Like, first of all, like, what is... like It's like asking me, like, what is love? And then, yeah. And then not following up, but baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just it's such a nebulous question. And then, like, if you don't know what it's like to be anything else, how can you answer what that is? Yeah. Like... Uh, yeah it's just it's I don't know it's frustrating but uh, yeah the deep fakes are the deep fakes deep fake videos are a really scary creepy thing do you think it's ethically wrong to watch them like okay okay so when like the fappening happened right yeah the, 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 what the do you think porno about, leaks what do you think about the ethics of like watching or looking at something like that like I think it's wrong to look I've, I've done it but like <laughs> I think it's wrong <laughs> well that's the thing because there's there's a few different ways of looking at this because one it's once it's out there for the celebrity it's no difference whether you looked or not really i guess so like the fact that they're know. out there is what's awful for the celebrity I, I the fact that anybody so. could see them but is I what's feel awful like I'm, yeah i know but i feel like i'm i'm like i don't know like, like i said i've done it but i yeah. felt like i was violating oh like yeah, i don't agree with looking i yeah. think it is gross i think it's definitely gross to especially like advertise them and like you know talk to everybody about them and stuff like that like to say like oh so jennifer like you know lawrence's yeah. boobs like check that shit out um like that's particularly gross but i can i can i guess what i'm saying is i can understand the curiosity of someone who you see oh, yeah. all day every day and seeing them in a in a in a, a, a vulnerable state because in a weird way I think everybody, you know, needs to take down the gods a little yes. bit. Yes. And I think that's part of it. Now obviously, you know, there's no good reason to leak those nudes. There's no good reason no. whatsoever. But I can understand someone being weak and taking a look. Oh, so can I. And yeah. but 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 I like I've done it. Yeah. But like it's it is a weakness. It's not a good thing. I don't yeah. Know. No, it's definitely it's definitely the bad thing. But like okay, um, so there's these deep fakes are kind of one stop on a probably unavoidable train because I remember in the nineties, um, they there was a show and it was like I think it was Tomorrow's World where they should basically show you like future like technologies based on current concepts. Mm. So they talked. That's like Black Mirror, but you don't want to watch Black Mirror. But the, this wasn't this wasn't a story show. This was like oh. a, this was like a documentary show oh. of like you know okay. here's what we expect to happen in five oh. years like you know and here's a, a concept uh, prototype that we have made up and stuff. So like you still that. don't want to watch Black Mirror. Uh, I've watched a couple episodes of Black Mirror. I will watch more episodes of Black Mirror. I just I'm not with all the other good TV out there. It's just not high on my priority list. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, they talked about because remember the the VR 
revolution, so to speak, the virtual reality, like, kicked off in the 90s. Everybody mm. was mad about virtual reality because they, they don't have it in, like, arcades and stuff like that. The big helmet that you put on yeah. and the gloves that help you move around or whatever. Uh, and, it's of course, we're at the point now where it's kind of back again. People have, like, the technologies advanced forward and like, people play video games with this VR technology yeah. at home. Like, remember um, that thing Tom showed us once? Yeah, that was, that's yeah. VR. Like, yeah. Damn. So, um... The t- the, the, it's already made where you can virtually have sex with a porn star you can put the headset on the video has been pre-made yeah. where some porn star has the sex and it's programmed to like no matter how, like how fast you go it reacts you have like a little kind of like fleshlight type device that senses how far you go in and how quickly yeah and, and it's specifically and made it based out. on a mold of their vagina yeah and it all yeah. plays out now their porn stars, they have gotten contracts and they have, uh, they're aware that this is happening. Yeah. But by even in the nineties, they talked about programming a Marilyn Monroe into that sort of machine. Um, and I remember as a kid, because like in the nineties, I was only like twelve or whatever. And so I was just kind of like, oh, wow, that's crazy, but cool, because I was 12 and didn't think of the ethics of it. <laughs> but they were like, yeah, you could have sex with Madonna from, like, you know, the Like a Virgin gay, like days yeah. and stuff like that. And, like, you could, like, have sex with anybody who you want. So you just program it in. And now we're actually getting close to that reality now, and especially with sex robots as well. Yeah. Where you can just, like, make a Taylor Swift yeah. and have her at home and do what you want with her. Yeah. Um, like, there's that level of... Because uh, people keep talking about identity politics. This is identity politics. This is this is real, like... At, like, this is your identity on the line here. And uh, that's frightening to me of, like, you don't... You don't own you. But it, I wonder if that's even true. Like, I, I'm not sure that that is true because I think there's there's a lot of legality around, like, not being able to use someone's likeness without... But here's the thing. This guy, Deepfakes, is in no way, shape, or form in, like, legal trouble. But I think he could be. Like, like there's I... No I law, there's I, no law right now that would put him in jail no, for No, I think there is. And I'm, I'm not positive on this, but I think that you can't use someone's likeness in that way. Like, I'm not make, positive about it. If you make it. money off of it. If you make money off of it, yeah. And it depends on who owns their likeness. Okay. Because, like, you can sell your likeness to a company. Mm. Like, there are footballers in England. Uh, like, David Beckham was actually revolutionary to a certain extent because he actually went, went up to that point if you played for a Manchester United Manchester United while you were in contract with them owned your likeness mm. so they had the rights to using your likeness on like a calendar or you know a, an advert on TV or anything like that and David Beckham had in his contract that he he had the rights to his likeness so only he could make money off what his face was on and so that was, you know, that was the first step to that sort of stuff. So right now it's still a little bit nervous on all the legalities and yeah. stuff is locked in, for especially for the average person. Because, okay, whatever, like, you know, maybe Jennifer Lawrence would have a good lawyer yeah. and a good team that could crack down anybody using her likeness for a sex robot. But, like, if someone wanted to make one of you... You couldn't stop that. You could see who would want to do that. Like that and that's the thing. Like I you I like would. you oh thanks, baby. <laughs> like um like you go to it and you worry about the celebrities in it and like I just more worry about like the effect that 
this really like extreme porn is already having on young people, specifically young men, and the way that sex is like being divorced kind of from love and human interaction in like a really weird way that like yeah. men, like young men or young boys, I would want to call them sometimes, are like having a harder time just like orgasming with human women, even human women they're very attracted to because. Yeah. Well, that is a very small minority though. Maybe it is a small minority, but it's a minority that's been growing for years now. Like, and there there yeah. has been data on this, and yeah. studies done on this. So that freaks me out, too. Yeah, but honestly, I don't know. Some people could do not to be in the gene pool a little bit. That's true. Good point. <laughs> maybe, that's good. Yeah, you know, maybe that's just evolution working as it should. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, because maybe this is silly, but, like, I always feel like the folks who get addicted to that sort of stuff... Maybe they wouldn't have been all that comfortable with human interaction anyway. That's like true. Like maybe they maybe they leaned into this, not just because it was there and corrupting, but because it was actually better for them than the alternative. Yeah. You know, and it's hard it's hard to tell that because it's it's a new phenomena. Yeah. Um. So you know the studies wouldn't really be there yet. But as you know, and again, it's like the 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 robot question, like. Um, but it's interesting to me too. Sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but like. That's that's an interesting thing with the whole sex robot thing and, and talking about, like, love and attachment and all of that. It's, like, it's interesting that, and I think this would often be the case, rather than designing, like, your perfect sex robot, like, you actually want it to be based off of a real human. Yeah. Like, rather than, so you still want that element of, like identity yeah, that element not, of humanity that element of this is a real person yeah you're not fucking like a square like metal box no no no, no yeah. not even a square metal box no like inventing your dream woman like i think a lot of times rather than inventing your dream woman you choose okay scarlett johansson is my dream woman right you choose right. a real human person yeah but i guess how do you know what your dream woman is if you can't use examples that you've seen from real life yeah true true so yeah but yeah yeah like i mean but in fairness if they hung around with scarlett johansson i'm sure it wouldn't go well <laughs> well yeah yeah uh yeah <laughs> like uh they're dream woman but like you know i'm sure even i'm sure even the, like she won't anything to do with them but i'm sure they after a while hanging out with her might find some things about her annoying <laughs> like you know yeah it's it's the fantasy of it it's not it's not the reality of a human being that's the difference yes they're not they're not they're not looking for that real interaction they're looking for that uh, and it's a lot of that is power again it's, it's, yeah. that, it's that power dynamic of like well I completely can tell this whatever to do whenever I wanted to do it mm -hmm. um, but then you know as uh, my friend Damien uh, often points out he's very vocal about this uh, you know with the more AI that's put into these sort of sex dolls because right now they're they're mostly just like I love you and then just lie there <laughs> lying there that's it. but they're 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 the that that technology is pushing forward and forward all the time where they'll have eventually like a reasonable artificial intelligence and at that point where the ethics come in of like how much of this is actual slavery of a new type of being yeah um and that's that's another ball game altogether and it's an it's another odd thing too that we're def 
that yeah that you're defining something's being by its intelligence that's that's an odd well, the, case that well. that is pretty common though yeah. from what i'm aware like in the scientific community it's pretty much like yeah kind of communicate then it's intelligent like mm. it's that kind of thing does it think for itself does it is it aware of itself yeah but i'm saying then that's the only importance you only have impetus not to hurt something if it's intelligent and the more intelligent it is but the more I mean, you shouldn't hurt it i would I would argue, would you be sad about hurting a tree mm-hmm. as just as much as you would be about hurting a dog? No, 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 no. I'm not saying like, yeah, I would. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's it. But like, I mean, and that's a strange thing too. Like you're the, not the, as sad about hurting a pig as about hurting a dog. And that's just an, another odd cultural well, yeah. construct. Yeah. And we won't go into that weird <laughs> Pulp Fiction uh, scene from the diner. But yeah, I guess that's our time. Yeah, that's our time. Um, uh, yeah, that was our, us chatting about technology and ethics and sex. <laughs> uh, which and is, Natalie Portman. And Natalie Portman, which is, yeah. Always uh, a hot topic always in this a hot household. Topic. Uh, so uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like us, uh, please tell a friend, promote us, um, post it, uh, a link uh, to uh, an episode on your Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Um, we are on iTunes, so you can leave us a review there, which would always be lovely tell us about it if you do because we'll give you a, a shout out uh, on the podcast um, you can find us at aaronfever.com um, or on Facebook during with using our names which is Aaron Fever and Darcy Fever yeah because uh, this is Fever Talk you see now we sell you at the end <laughs> where are. this all comes from <laughs> it's great we, we... Fever me timbers oh. <laughs> is that the ending? <laughs> sorry don't do it do I want to say it I'll do it again I'll end it up I'll end it up briefly right so goodbye everybody Fever! I guess that you Did you forget? I oh, we're supposed to say it together? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll lead us in again. Then. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Fever, Fever me, timbers! Me timbers.